number three. Psalms three and three. Reading out the New American Standard Bible. Y'all make sure y'all tell us I read. <laughs> I read that New American Standard Bible. Amen. There you will find these words. But thou, O Lord, art a shield about me, my glory, and the one who lifts my head. But thou, O Lord, art a shield about me, my glory, and the one who lifts my head. I'd ask that every heart would pray and every mind would think from this thought just for a little while. I want to talk about how to get through while you're going through. (laughs) How to get through. While you're going through, because sometimes we lose our mind when we're going through stuff. And, and listen, when you know you're going to make it, you can praise God any, anyhow. God bless you. You may be seated. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Amen. How, how to get through while you're going through. I, I must admit to you that life can be and will be bitter. Life is full of ups and downs. Life is full of trouble. Life is full of tragedies and trials and even tribulation. Life can be bitter. At times in our life, we will think that God is not with us. We'll go through our nighttime situations. But I come to tell you, Vision, this morning, that if you could only make it through the night, God says that he has something for you. Because every now and then there will come a time in the Christian journey where it seems as though God is distant from you. Then, then, then there will come a time when it feels like God cannot hear you. There will even come a time when you're going through your calamities and you're trying to find some comfort. There will come a time when, when you're having trouble, having situations in your life and you can't see your way through. Yes, life can be bitter. Life can have some nighttime situations, but I must admit that I've gone through some nighttime situations. I've I've had some situations where I couldn't go forward and I couldn't go backwards, but in the nick of time, God saved me. David is our writer. David penned this psalm. You do know David, don't you? David was a man after God's own heart. And I don't like to talk about David because he was a man after God's own heart. I, I don't even like to talk about him because he was one of the greatest men of the Old Testament. I don't even like to talk about him because he was a giant killer. But I like to talk about David because David had some problems. I like to talk about David because David, re- he had some issues and he had some things within his life that just wasn't right. That's why I like to talk about David because David reminds me of some people. David reminds me of those of us who drop the ball every now and then because David knew what it was like to have a nighttime situation. 
But David penned these words in Psalm number 3, verse 3. He says, but thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory, and the one who lifts my head. Listen, the first thing I see, if you're going to make it through while you're going through, David says that you have to acknowledge the Savior. You have to acknowledge the Savior. Look at what he says when he opens up. He says, but thou, O Lord. That's enough right there. I can close the book. But thou, O Lord. Every now and then, when you're going through your situations, you have to acknowledge the Savior. You do know God, don't you? The one that created the heavens and the earth. The one that hung the sun as the golden medallion of the sky. The one that hung the stars in their very sockets. So much to so that astrologers got happy and said, twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder what you are. You do know God, don't you? The one that puts the stripes on the zebras and the spots on the lepers and the meow in the cat and the bark in the dog. You, you do know God. Don't you? You have to acknowledge the Savior. But watch this. There are three things if you're going to acknowledge the Savior. The first thing you've got to do is you have to, first of all, forget all failures. You have to forget all failures. I told you that David had some issues. David had some shortcomings. David had some failures. Can I share them with you? David was anointed to be the king. David had prominence. David had prosperity. And David had a great past. David had everything he could ever want. But David sometimes felt unsatisfied. David felt unsatisfied and, and, and he needed more. Well, one day the Bible declares that all the men had went to war. And David stayed home. You do know there's a danger when you're supposed to be somewhere and you don't go. But the Bible says he left out of his house and went out on the balcony and saw a beautiful woman by the name of Bathsheba. You know the story. David said that I got to have her. David made his men go out and find out about this woman. And they found out that she was the wife of Uriah the Hittite. David said, I don't, that don't matter to me. I don't, I don't care if she got a man because I can be a man too. Look what David did. David sent out and fetched for this woman and brought her in and took her to lie with him. So now he has become an adulterer. But not only did he commit adultery with the woman, but there are always consequences when you act outside of the will of God. Because the Bible says she became pregnant. And when it was that she became pregnant, David had new treats in his pocket. And now he became a liar and a betrayer. Look what he did. He sent for Uriah the Hittite and brought him into his house. Got him drunk and figured that if he got drunk enough, he would go home and be with his wife. And she would have the baby and it would be on him. Come on, help me somebody. I'm in the Bible. But you do know that there are consequences for your actions when you're outside of...
Man, amen. The devil is a liar. Amen. We're going to talk about this today. Amen. We're going to encourage somebody. Because, see, listen, you got to learn how to forget your faith. have sinned and come short of the glory. Not, not y'all, but all. Don't mind throwing it up in the air and catching it myself. Amen. I just look, I, just, well, I didn't wake up like this. Amen. God, God has been good unto us all. Listen, David tries to find new things because the Bible says Uriah the Hittite went to sleep at his door. And when it was that he went to sleep at his door, David had to find new things to get him out of his mess. So now not only has he been an adulterer, not only has he been a betrayer and a liar, but watch this. Now he's about to become a murderer. The Bible says he sent Uriah the Hittite with his own death sentence. Can I, can I encourage you, my brothers and sisters, today? Be careful of the notes that you carry. Because you can be carrying your own death sentence. He, he sends a letter saying, when it is that the people come against you and go to war, I want you to put Uriah the Hittite on the front line. And when the battle gets the hottest... I want you to draw back so that Uriah will surely die. Now David feels as though he has covered all of his stones. But remember, there are still consequences when you act outside of the will of God. The Bible says that he tried to cover it up. He married Beersheba and brought her in. But the Bible says that when she had a child, the child had to die. Yes, David had some failures. But when it is... That you acknowledge the Savior. You have to forget all failures. So what you messed up? So what you dropped the ball? When it is that you ask God to come into your situation, you have to forget all failures. But not only forget all failures, under the acknowledgement of the Savior, you also have to dissect all doubt. You have to dissect all doubt. Let me see, can I help you? It's been some 41 years ago when I was in high school. Amen. I just look like this. Amen. I I was in biology class, and and the teacher said, listen, we need you to dissect some animals. And she had a frog. Amen. She said, open this frog up, cut him up. But then she said this, uh, uh, Sister Hunt, that blew my mind. She said, Take off the skin. And I'm saying, why take off the skin? Can, Can I share with you what she shared with me? She said, the skin is nothing but a covering up of that which needs to be exposed. Help me, somebody. She She said, the skin... It's nothing but a covering up of that which needs to be exposed. The skin is nothing but a covering up. And I've come to tell you this morning that in our lives, we have a lot of skin. That's just covering up all of our situations. We, we have a lot of skin that's keeping us away from that which God has for us. And doubt 
is one of those skins that we have. We're always constantly doubting that which God has said we have to do. But here it is. If you're going to get through while you're going through, you have to take off the skin. You got to take off the skin while you're going through. But not only, not only, not only uh, forgetting all failures and dissecting all doubt, underneath the acknowledgement of the Savior, you also have to continue with courage. You, you, you got to continue with, say that with me, continue with courage. I've come to discover even if it doesn't seem like God is getting ready to do anything, I need to get myself in a position as though he is. You missed it. You missed it. You missed it. I said, listen, even if it seems like God is not finna do anything, I need to put myself in a position as though he is. Let me see. Can I help you? I grew up playing basketball, love basketball, and play well, too. But I got old, can't run like I used to. But I used to play baseball. Wasn't a good baseball player at all. Wasn't, wasn't, wasn't a good baseball player at all. Matter of fact, I was th- uh, third string second baseman. Yeah, I wasn't good. I wasn't good at all. I was third string second baseman. And so I got, I got to go all up one day to ask the coach, Coach, why is it that I have to come to practice all the time and I never get in the game? <laughs> I said, Coach, wh- why am I coming? And, and I never get in the game. He said, well, Diva, listen. One day first string not going to make it. Second string, not going to make it. And you need to know what to do when you get in the game. Well, well, what I'm trying to say is this. Even if it doesn't seem like God is going to bless you, you need to stand in position. Listen, if he's blessing my neighbor, I'm confident in knowing that he's in my neighborhood. Come on, help me, somebody. If he's blessing somebody else, I know that mine is on the way. David says, if you're going to get through, You have to continue with courage while you're going through. Not not only not only uh, uh, acknowledge the Savior, but in the text he 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 says secondly that you have to learn how to apprehend the shield. Apprehend the shield. Look at what he says. But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me. He says. This is personal. He says, you are a shield for me. Now, the word apprehend means to take by force. So when I was reading scripture and talking to the Lord in our conversation on this message, I said, Lord, why is it that the people need to apprehend the shield if you are the shield? Because the only thing that's free in this world is salvation. So why is it that I need and they need to take by force that which God has already given unto us. And you know what the Lord told me? He said, Diva, you do know you know your name. He said, Diva, well, the church needs to come under the understanding that whatever it takes to get to me, that's what we've got to do. If I got to crawl, if I got to limp, if I got to catch the bus, but I need to get to the Lord. I don't know about you, but no longer do I come to church to see what folk have on. No longer do I come to church to hear the latest gossip. 
But I come to church because I need the Lord. I, I come because I need to know what he has for me. I come because I need to worship him. And I come because God has been good to me. I believe the songwriter said it best when he said, I got to have Jesus. For I just can't make it. Not a second. Not a minute. Not an hour. Not a day. Not a week. Not a month. Through the years, come what may. I got to have Jesus. For I just can't make it by by myself. Not only in the text does it say that we ought to acknowledge the Savior. We ought to apprehend the shield. But then third and finally, watch the text. He says, you got to admit to his strength. You, how many of you know you can't do it on your own? I don't care how intelligent you are. I said it right. I don't care how intelligent, because sometimes we think we intelligent. M- matter of fact, we so intelligent that our intellect interferes with God's interpretation. We, we try to change up what God has already said is and will forever be. Watch what David said. David says, but thou, O Lord, art a shield about me, my glory, and the one who lifts my head. David admits his strength because he admits that I was going through my situation and I could not make it on my own. I could not do it all by myself. He said, I was in a situation where I couldn't pick my own head up. Am I talking to anybody in here? Where, 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 where your pillow became your handkerchief? <laughs> you, you ain't got to try to impress the person next to you. Just go on and be true with yourself. Because yeah, in my weakness, the Bible says my strength. Is made perfect. See, you, you, you need to know that while you're going through, that you can make it through. They, 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 David said, listen, he says, he says, Thou will lift up my head out of my troubles and restore me to my dignity again in due time, or at least thou will lift my head under my troubles so that I shall not droop nor be discouraged, nor shall my spirit fail. In the worst of times, listen, God's people can lift up their heads with joy, knowing that all shall work to good for them who love the Lord, who are called according to his purpose. They, they will own that it was God that is the lifter of their head. The psalmist says in Psalm 27, the Lord is my light and my salvation, whom? Shall I fear? Watch this. The Lord is the defense of my life. He's the strength. Whom shall I I dread? God is our refuge and strength of every present help in the time of trouble. I, 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 I believe our brother Lindsay just told us that. He said he was going through. Didn't know if he was going to make it through. But then he said he came out all right. 
But look what he said he did. He had to acknowledge the Savior. <laughs> I, I'm, he said it. I didn't. He said he acknowledged the Savior. He apprehended the shield, the protection of God. But then he said, I couldn't do it on my own because things started to fall apart. But then he said, I had to admit to his strength because now I'm living a little better than I did. Come on, help me, somebody. See, God always have a good ending to your story. But you got to trust him. You, you, you got to trust him. You got to trust him. Matter of fact, this joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. And the world sure can't take it away. Because morning by morning, new mercies I've seen all that I have needed. Thou hand has provided. Great is thou faithfulness. Great is thou faithfulness. Listen, the strength of the Lord can make a weak man strong and a bad man good. I'm trying to close this thing now. The strength of the Lord can make a drunk man sober and a deceitful man honest. The strength of the Lord can make a lying man truthful and a bitter man sweet. The truth of the Lord can make a rude man polite and a foolish man wise. Do you know him? Don't fool me now. He's everything that I need. Because when I'm tired, he jubilates. When I'm weak, he innovates. When I'm lonely, he fascinates. When I'm friendless, he obligates. When I'm depressed, he alleviates. When I'm hungry, he cultivates. When I'm thirsty, he allocates. When the devil comes in, he investigates and makes him vacate. Now, if you don't mind, can I reiterate? I don't know what he is to you, but I know what he is to me. He's all I like to own. He's my chief cornerstone. Some say he's the lily of the valley. Some say he's the bright and morning star. Some say he's Job horsepawn in a valley. I don't know what he is to you, but I know what he is to me. He's Adam's redeemer. He's Abel's vindicator. He's Noah's ark. He's Gideon's fleece. He's Jeremiah's fire. He's Samson's strength. He's John's lamb. I don't know what he is to you. But he's all I like to own. So if you're going through, know how to get through it. And you get through it by acknowledging the Savior. You get through it by apprehending the shield. But then you get by you get through by saying, It's me, O oh Lord. That's standing. I wish I had somebody here. It's me, O oh Lord. That's standing in the knee. It's not my brother or my sister. It's not the deacon nor the preacher. It's, it's me, O oh Lord. That's standing in the need 
of prayer. My, 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 my. What a, what a, what a wonderful time it would be for you to make the decision to come to Christ today. Listen, listen. Don't put off for tomorrow what you can do today because there are over 3,300 promises in the Bible and not one of them say tomorrow. The songwriter says, I know who holds tomorrow. But tomorrow is not promised to none of us. That's why you need to do what you can while you can. So you can sit back with the consolation knowing I did what I could while I could. What a wonderful time to turn your life around. It's okay. All of us are going through something. Matter of fact, you're either going through, on your way to, or just came out. So we all have something in common. But you know what? I've discovered we also have something else in common. We have the gospel. We have what's called the antidote to all of your hurting, to all of your confusion. God has the antidote. And he's willing to give it freely. Will you come? My grandmother used to say, while the blood is running warm in your veins. When I was little, I didn't know what they were talking about. I said, Grandma, blood running through everybody. But what she was saying was, when rigor mortis set in, <laughs> you, you, you can't say, Lord, forgive me. Lord, help me. No, listen, it's over with. It's over with. He's not going to wake you up and ask you what you want. That's why you got to tell him what you want while, while you can. Listen, I know you ain't promised nobody I was going to be at church every Sunday. But listen, you ought to come. You ought to come. You go to work every day. And all they do is overwork you and underpay you. I don't mind throwing it up in the air and catching it myself because y'all act like y'all making uh, $100 an hour or something. God got a way of showing us. But listen, we, we got to wake up. We, we got to wake up because somehow we think that we're going to get another chance. But guess what? If you don't do anything with the chance that you have, how do you expect God to continue giving? Because listen, God expects a return on his investment. You do know you're God's investment, right? You do know scripture says he's going to come back and ask you what you've been doing. And you can't be saying just sitting here, just chilling. No, what, what did you do? Who have you enclosed in the gospel's net? 
Whom have you compelled to come to the great wedding feast? He's going to ask you, what did you do? See, listen, you just can't be saved and just saved. You got to be saved, but then you got to share the goodness of the Lord with somebody else.